You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go ahead and get into, you know, something that I think from the first two weeks, I think we have been pleasantly surprised with some things. And I think this football team has shown us that, like you just got into, they have the potential and they really, they realistically could be a double digit win football team. And this was something I said in the very first episode that I don't know, I wasn't real sure about. But after seeing their performance against the New Orleans Saints, after seeing their performance against the Los Angeles Rams. I believe now that, hey, hold up, wait a minute. This team is actually a lot better than I thought they were going to be. The young guys are panning out. We'll talk about them in just a second. The young guys are panning out like how we how we thought they were. The defense has really come along and, you know, adding in 100% of Dean Pease's scheme. Looks like it's paying off. The offense, the mobility of Marcus Mariota is helping out. Drake London has looked very good in the first two weeks. So. With that, I want to ask you this, and hopefully I didn't steal any of yours, but what has been the biggest surprise to you so far through the first two weeks of this Atlanta Falcons football team? Has it been a player? Has it been a unit, whether it's offense or defense? What has been the biggest surprise to you so far? Well, much like anything else you asked me, I can talk for 20 minutes by myself (laughs) on this and just keep talking, and you just sit there and nod your head, and I wish if you did, and and, and if you heard something I shouldn't say, you would pop me on it. But honestly, I'm going to start with one of the guys you mentioned, Drake London. Yes. Drake London has has absolutely surprised me. Not that I didn't – I'll be honest with you. I thought Chris Olave was the best receiver in the draft. Okay. Uh, I watched Chris Olave at Ohio State run just wide open yeah. because he was that much better than anybody right. else. I thought Chris Olave was better than Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Um, but this, this could be one of my great blunders. In thinking that, because so far, Drake London has looked phenomenal. He runs Man. great routes. He's physical. He catches the ball away from his body. He runs. His his run after the catch has been much better than I expected. I, I thought yes. that was kind of a weakness of him. I thought he, was, yeah. more a, I thought he was more of a, um, you know, just a high point in the ball kind of guy. You know, I thought he was kind of a possession receiver. I, yeah. if I, I don't think yeah. I'm just completely wrong now on that. <laughs> I have really enjoyed. Uh, what he's done. I mean, this guy's already got 13 catches for 160 yards. He's clearly leading the team in targets and receptions. Right. Um, he 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 has been. It was a chart that got put out yesterday, and and I'd have to go pull it up because I, I don't. I should have been prepared, but I'm not, and I apologize. But he is in the top like one percent, I think, of targeted receivers and production so far. Uh, in you know, with with guys like Amon St. Brown, who's getting a lot of love right now because of fantasy yeah. football <laughs> points, and and because he's playing well, not not yeah, that, he's... but you know, it seems like you do well in fantasy, you just kind of take off. And Drake's right. only got the one touchdown, but 
I'm really blown away with how how well he's played. And honestly, this receiving core as a whole is kind of surprising a little bit. Kaderil Hodge has played well so far. I didn't um, think Kaderil Hodge, mate, just to be honest, I didn't think at first, and this shows how much I didn't know about Kaderil Hodge, but I didn't think Kaderil Hodge was going to make the team. Well, I that going into camp, before camp started, I, I wouldn't disagree with you. I would say there's yeah. a lot of skeptics, and, and I was right. skeptical myself. But when camp started, I did I did hear I kept hearing more and more about him. Mm-hmm. I think we didn't see a lot of Drake in training camp uh, once they started playing games. You know, the first week and a half, right. two weeks, yeah. But once they played that game, we didn't see as much of him because of the injury in the Lions game, and it brought up a lot of old feelings that a lot of people had about, oh, well, he's injury prone, and you know mm-hmm. he doesn't run great, all this kind of stuff. And he is just absolutely excelled and so it's been really cool to see that's been a very good pleasant surprise for me uh yeah. so you know i i have other ones but obviously i don't want to take the whole four because maybe you got one that i don't want that i might steal from you so what what has been your number one surprise so far um in in this young season no drake london was definitely on my list for sure but you know i i that was that one was pretty easy so i figured we probably both had that one but just to piggyback off of Drake Linda real quick, I think, like you said, everything kind of got, you know, every a lot. We kind of got the wind taken out of us when Drake London had that injury in the in the Lions game. Then we we're like, oh man, that first catch looked so promising, looked so good, but now he's hurt. You know, he's had a history injury before, so I think that kind of made us forget. Like, no, this dude is actually really good, and he showed that. And I was surprised for the fact that. I didn't not that I didn't think Drake London would come around, but I was I'm surprised at how quickly he's gotten going coming off the injury. And I think that kind of shows, you know, Arthur Smith and everybody else wasn't lying when they said the injury's not that serious. And, you know, we all got kind of skeptical when we didn't see him in the other preseason games. Now we just showed, you know, they were just being extra careful, which you should with the eighth overall pick. But we all kind of got worried because it was like, well, if, if it wasn't so serious, why why isn't he playing right now? Like, he should be on the field. He, he's a rookie. He needs to be getting reps. Now, when he gets off to such a hot start, such a quick start, it's like, oh, well, I guess he was okay then. I guess it's true. We really had nothing to worry about. But we weren't going to figure that out until week one, so we had time to kind of lose our minds a little bit. So that was the biggest surprise for me, how how uh, how far along Drake London is and how quick he he started being productive when coming off of, you know, an injury when, you know, maybe the injury wasn't as bad as everybody initially thought. So that just to piggyback off that point. But another surprise to me really has been the defense as a whole. And I know you're saying the defense, but they gave up 27 points to New Orleans and 31 to, to Los Angeles. I am still I am still surprised at how good this defense has been at getting takeaways. This has been a very opportune defense. Because mind you, they got they got some turnovers in in week one, got turnovers in week two, got four sacks in week one, which you know that was a quarter already of what they got in in twenty twenty one as a whole. So I've been surprised that you know maybe not when it comes to how many points the defense given. I'm not necessarily happy or surprised with that, but I'm surprised at the way they've been able to get takeaways and get turnovers because that was another thing we didn't really do well last year. You know, we talk about the sacks too, but. We didn't get that many turnovers either. So we weren't running the turnover game. And they weren't putting our offense, you know, they weren't give, doing our offense any favors. I think now they're helping out our offense. And, you know, the offense itself has 
had a, had a couple of miscues in the red zone. But still, I am surprised at how well the defense has been able to get turnovers, get sacks, and really been able to make impact plays on that side of the football. And that's a really good point. I want to add. I want to. I want to. I want to add to your point, and I'm not stealing your point. I'm adding something. No. This defense has created four turnovers already this year. That's yeah. tied for sixth in the league. The problem is the offense has turned it over five times. So right. that's why you're minus one right now, and you're technically you're down around twenty. Uh, I think 22nd. Uh, and that's seven. And just uh, to add eight, on that real quick, that that's that's also a part of why of you know why the defense has been giving up the points they've been giving up. They're getting put in bad situations with the turnovers from the offense at some points. That was that was the case um, to an extent. Yeah, that was the case with the game in L.A. Um, some turnovers and also going right. for it and turning the ball over on downs <clears throat> didn't help. Um, I, I'll say this, uh, you know. And talking about the defense, and I've been pleasantly surprised at, at times this defense. The, the thing, though, that's holding this defense back is the red zone um, yes. efficiency. And it actually, to be to be fair with you, the thing mm-hmm. that's holding this team back is red zone. Yeah, this, on this both offense sides. is only four of eight in the red zone, fifty percent. I don't think it's really getting talked a lot about because everyone wants to kill Mariota or talk about why Kyle Pitts <laughs> is not being targeted more. Uh, even though he's not really necessarily the case, uh, it's just that there's not been the production there. And I think people are, are – I know that he only had th- technically three targets in the mm-hmm. game. He actually had four. One of those created a uh, like a 40-yard pass interference penalty, which yep. for some reason doesn't count as a target in the NFL. But, dumb. <laughs> but, the, but, but the red zone efficiency on both sides of the ball is absolutely br- brutal. The Falcons are 19th offensively in red zone efficiency. Efficiency defensively, they're tied for 30th. They have mm. gave up, they have given up seven touchdowns in mm. nine possessions. So other teams are scoring touchdowns 87 and a half percent of the time when they enter the red area against the Falcons. Right, that is not good. That mm. is one of that, that. I talk about that as a little thing. In reality, I feel like it's a big thing. Yeah. The defense has been good. They've created turnovers. But the bend but don't break kind of mentality is a little bit missing right now. Yes. They're bending and breaking when they get in that red area. They've got to clean that up. I'm actually a little bit disappointed and at times how good the defense has played with getting pressure, to your point, creating turnovers, yet still allowing a high percentage of touchdowns in the red area. That is a little bit of surprising to me. If you'd have told yeah. me the defense had, I think, five sacks, five sacks, five sacks through two games, and it created four turnovers, I would tell you that that, that we would probably be at, at the minimum one and one, and I would tell you we'd be better in the red area. We're just yeah, not. Be, and, be, and by okay. the way, one of those turnovers, I'm not mistaken, or one of those nine trips where they actually made a stop, which would be in two of the trips they made a stop oh. down there, I believe was a, a turnover which was just a good play by Casey Hayward, but a terrible throw by Matthew Stafford. So you kind of had a gimme there in some ways. Got to give Hayward credit for running the route better than the the actual receiver did. But still, you can't throw that ball. So that's that's kind of a surprise to me as well, to be honest with you. Yeah, because part of that too is like usually they say defenses are, you know, they tighten up in the red area because there's uh, there's less field to defend. 
and that hasn't been the case for the Atlanta Falcons. It's kind of been backwards. It's like the more field they've had to defend, the better off they've been. And when they get closer and closer, it kind of seems like the defense, you know, kind of, I don't know if they're getting tense or what it is right now, but the closer they get to the end zone, it seems like kind of the, I don't want to say worse, but for lack of a better term, the worse the defense performs. So it's, it's kind of backwards right now. So that is something to look out for. That's something the Falcons definitely need to tighten up on.